Hey everyone, welcome to the Sneaker History Podcast, where we dive into the people, stories, and iconic moments that have helped make sneakers a global phenomenon. If you've ever told someone that you like their kicks, then you're in the right place. Before we lace up this episode, here's a little teaser for you. Stick around to the end of each episode for the last shot question. It's a chance to test your sneaker knowledge and engage with our community. I've also recently started a newsletter to share my knowledge from nearly two decades of experience working in the footwear industry. You can find the link to that below or go to sneakerhistory.com slash newsletter for a weekly deep dive into the biggest topics in the sneaker business. All right, now that the business is taken care of, grab your favorite pair of kicks and let's get started with the episode. Georgian trying to shake off Starks. Oh, what a move! What up, what up? Welcome to the Sneaker History Podcast. My name is Nick Ingvall. Got my guy Mike Guillory with me to talk some kicks, talk some some kind of just footwear news. Shout out to footwear news because that's where we're getting some of this info. But footwear news, Thanks. sneaker releases, some Instagram. I don't know. It seems like <laughs> drama to some people, but uh, what's good, Mike? How you doing, man? Man, I'm good, man. Ain't no complaints here. Um, just, just living life, man. How you doing? I'm hanging in, man. I'm hanging in. Just, uh, you know, observing as I usually do, keeping, keeping a little low profile for, for the time being, but <laughs> waiting a proper time to strike. Is that what it is? You're coming, coming in hot. As... <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, it's just, it's, it's just funny. Cause like, I guess we'll start out today. Um, <laughs> Like DJ Khaled, right? We got all these Jordans coming out. Got a huge collab with Jordan Brand. Been yep. like blowing up his Instagram feed. Like, I don't know. He's probably posted a hundred times in the last like three days, four days. Uh, got a got a walk walk of fame star in Hollywood. Drops like four or five pairs on the star for photos. Drops, you know, multiple videos on the shoes. And it seems like there's so many people upset about him and I have no idea why. Cause it's like Khaled's like a legit like fan of Jordan's. So mm-hmm. to see him get to do kind of this like Easter spring Miami inspired, you know, type thing and, and bring back some of the old school Jordan t-shirts and, and all the things that I've seen. Yeah. Like I gotta be happy for the guy, man. I don't, I don't understand why people are so upset about it. I don't know. I mean, this is kind of the day and age I think we're in. It's like, if it's not happening to me or for me, I'm going to be mad about it. And it's not like this is the first collab. I mean, the first couple, of course, were kind of exclusive to friends and family. But uh, we can't act like this came out of nowhere. Like, he didn't just pop out of the, you know, the sky and say, ooh, I have a Jordan collab. Well, you guys, every, so everyone should have saw this coming a mile away. I mean, I know not all of these are releasing. From my understanding, which is stories is still coming here or there. There's a bunch of samples. I think there's like eight samples total that we're looking at. I think two are releasing. You know, of course, one's going to be probably more limited than the other. But I don't know which ones are which. I mean, they're all. I mean, they're not all for me. But I could. I, I'm not a big five person to start with. But some of those are pretty nice. I mean, like the like the salmon color, whatever the pinkish color is really nice. And then you have the uh, what is that? That white, almost almost like almost great, but it just doesn't have the detail in the upper. It just has a purple midsole, which I, I'm not mad at those. I mean, we know who DJ Khaled is already. He's going to show these off for like the next 30 years. Like he's going to talk about it. He's still in the meeting. Like We we can't act like we didn't know this is how, how he's going to promote it when he got a Jordan. Like, come on. I mean, I like DJ Khaled anyway, for the most part. So like, yeah. I don't really have an issue with it. But, exactly. you know, he's already had collaborations. He's already had Jordan collabs, mm-hmm. right? He's already... Mm-hmm. You know, we've already seen We the Best on the Jordan 3s. We've seen like mm-hmm. the the Father of Assad 3s. We've seen like the, the kind of release pair and the and the, you know, more like exclusive pair for the friends and family. Mm-hmm. And I think like this is cool to see all this at the same time. It's like, you know, shoot your shot. Keep going as he says, you know. Yeah. Um Why not? but I I did I did find it interesting because a lot of the places that I saw people posting about this didn't mention what you mentioned and that's the samples because there are clearly like a bunch of different versions in all the pictures that he's posted. 
Yeah. And, uh, you know, like the details are super dope, right? Like we, the best under yeah. the clear midsole on the heel, et cetera, et cetera. But then the interesting thing is like, there's kind of that, like, I guess, navyish pair kind of purple, dark purple, dark Navy yeah. kind of pair, which one of the photos has like the regular mesh side panel. And then the other one has like a, almost like a clear, uh, you know, like translucent kind of panel without the mesh, mm. which I thought was yeah. really interesting. And then there seems to be the same thing going on with like the the salmon colored pair. Um, and then there's there's like a, a kind of like a light pink, not really pink. It's more like a what is that kind of like a fuchsia color, I guess. And that yeah, one doesn't have right anything now, on that side dark. panel, right? It's like yeah. just looks like a, a like nappy suede. So. Yeah, um, I, I'm just seeing that pair actually, and I didn't realize it until you mentioned it. It's like there's nothing there. It's just hmm, I'm not mad at it. I mean, yeah, and that like that like aqua colored one has that same thing, right? So nice. like, th yeah. there's potentially like even more than eight. I think um, I don't know if Khaled <laughs> realizes how many of them he showed off, but <laughs> you know, like it, from everything that I've seen, there's there's like six pairs releasing, and I'm assuming mm -hmm. like the rest of the stuff was just samples that that got into the photo shoots, but. I'm kind of yeah. curious to see how this goes. So, you know, you know, like he, he already said, there's going to be friends and family stuff. There's going to be a full apparel line, but he did mention samples on one of the posts. So, you know, yeah, it's hard to say exactly what's coming from it, but I, man, props to him, you know, like he, he's been shoot. If anybody's, you know, representing for sneakerheads, he has been, he's consistently wearing sneakers to every single event, even, yeah. even his walk of fame, star he's wearing you know the the whole matching suit with the kicks you know so yeah he had the, the salmon suit to match the salmon shoes man yeah. like, it was you can't be mad at like I, no matter like he's one of people the artists out there like he's just so his energy is just so on a different level just i feel like i don't know him on a personal level but i feel like he's just you can tell that he's almost appreciative just to be there and just yeah. you know from all the hard work he's put in so i can't be mad at the guy like i, I can't like I don't see the anger. This is honestly, guys, this is fake anger. Are we mad that we're not going to get the shoes? Or are you just mad that he got the collaboration? Because either way, I think it's silly. It just I just say celebrate. There's more pairs of shoes out there. That we, that's what we like. We appreciate sneakers. So let's appreciate the pairs that come out. I mean. Yeah, man. And and I think like the, you know, the the cool thing, too, is like, you know, he's he's kind of. He's kind of like pushing the boundaries of of things with like having Kanye co-sign him on his Instagram story awesome. or whatever that was. That was hilarious. Was. <laughs> um, you know, he's got photos with Drake, you know, checking mm -hmm. out all the samples. Uh, I think Fat Joe. I can't remember who else, but, you well, know, Fat he's, Joe's he's tasting he's, the shoe. I mean, he's out oh, there yeah, just Fat, like licking them. Like both two pairs just like, bro, they're not food. Fat yeah, Joe, Fat that's Joe's not going healthy. Full, full MTV Cribs again. He's back to his <laughs> MTV Cribs wave. No, but it's it's just, I mean, and... I don't know if people like, you know, caught that like there's a there's definitely like a potentially like a fragment thing because he's wearing like a Jordan fragment T-shirt that I haven't seen before. So I don't know. If oh, that's I didn't like, see that. I don't know if that's intentional or if it's maybe I just missed it and it already came out or something. But uh, I thought it was interesting because it's just like a Jordan T-shirt and then you could see the fragment logo overlaid on it. But man, it wasn't one of the Travis Scott shirts. I can't remember if it was. I mean, if it was, yeah, correct me if I'm wrong. Um, I have no idea. Yeah, let us know, guys, because I hadn't seen it yet. So who yeah. knows? But I think it's super dope. I mean, yeah, it's a little over the top. If you follow if you follow Khaled and, and you're like, damn, it's what, 40-something photos now in the last, like, two, three days? Yeah, I get it. But also, you know, we would and if, you got, if you got the opportunity to do a collaboration like this and have five or six or eight pairs of your own shoes... I would hope that you're this excited. If if not, you know, like maybe you're in the wrong business. <laughs> Bro, if K Swiss came and said, Hey, we got a sneaker history collaboration, I'm popping them suckers on my every post I got my hands on. Like, <laughs> I, I can't lie, we would all do the same thing. I'd be so proud of it. And it's just it's kind of a culmination of things. Like the dudes love Jordan for I don't know. I don't again, I don't know him personally, but he's clearly from the time he's been around, he's been a Jordan guy. So yep. it's just a culmination of a lot of things and Heck yeah, I'll be the same way. Like every time well, I just wear them around my neck, like I'm not wearing them. Just like you guys can see them. They're right there. I think the thing that I always look for with collabs is 
are they are they pushing pushing the envelope a little bit? You know, like yeah. who knows what those samples will, what will release versus versus what won't. But mm-hmm. changing out the the mesh on the side is is definitely a good look to just I I mean personally I like the classic stuff, but like when you're putting colors on it that you've never seen on a shoe, it's a great it's a great opportunity to try some things. And I got to give him props for that too mm-hmm. because you know he kind of went the opposite of that with the threes, right? He was like default all red threes, which is dope. You know, don't get me wrong. All blue threes dope. Like, you know, keep the elephant print on there. I think that's a super dope shoe. Both those shoes are super dope, but at the same time, they were very safe when it comes to like Jordan heads. Right. And I think that might be where some of the people are getting a little, little upset because it's, it's, it's a little beyond or, or a little lacking the traditional approach, I guess is the best way to put it. I guess. I don't know. I just feel like people just pick and choose who they want to be angry at for the day. And I, again, I'm not a five person by like, I, there's a few fives out there I actually like, but this reminded me of the, uh, you remember the rainbow pack they would show off that are just super rare. Yeah. That's what kind of some of these colors remind, especially that dark purple one reminded me of that old rainbow pack. Yep. Yeah, man. So what's your favorite color out of these? Uh, it's either going to be the pinkest salmon color or that, I, I want to say it's white, but it almost looks like it has a little purple in it. The one I say almost looks like a has that great midsole. Those yeah. are probably my two favorite. And then coming in third has to be that aqua color. Yeah, it's almost like cream. Maybe it's cream colored a little bit, but yeah, it's got yeah, a, it's, it's got like a hint of some other stuff in there. It's it's mm-hmm. yeah, and it, and it really it really depends on the photo you look at too, because the the one that looks like there's one that looks like really aqua in one of the pictures yeah. and then there's one that looks like more light blue in the picture. Yep. So, I mean, I think just off the top, I'm, I'm kind of with you that that salmon colored one is definitely my favorite. Um, the aqua colored one, if the version without the, uh, without the mesh ends up releasing, like that would be mm-hmm. really cool. Cause it's just, it's just different. It's far enough outside the norm. Um, I'd be stoked to see that one, but yeah, you know, probably not something that either of us will be able to get our hands on if we're being honest. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> I know the game already. I'm going to pre- appreciate it from afar. Yep. But the apparel's pretty dope too. Uh, you know, like kind of classic Jordan from the nineties, cool. which, you know, I, I think that's like the whole vibe of the, of the collab is, is spot on, right? Nineties oh, yeah. vibes kind of looks a little Miami, but like, got that throwback throwback feel to it as well so yeah um i mean can we get on your friends and family list i mean we have a podcast dj Khaled. i know you listen maybe possibly i'm just shoot, joking, mike's, mike's got the youtube followers man Khaled, <laughs> hit him up somebody just help your boy out <laughs> oh man um let's see what else we got uh the one of the other things we wanted to talk about on this episode uh we wanted to talk about well let's talk about vans first let's talk about vans we want to talk about vans getting sued by mischief wait no scratch that flip it flip mischief (laughs) getting sued by vans um you know mischief is uh the the notorious mischief makers i guess uh that, that have made their name uh their approach to doing business by i don't know kind of knocking off sneakers and making Satan shoes and <laughs> holy water shoes and pick your, you know, they got a whole, they got a whole thing going now. Like they're all over the place. So they're doing, you know, all mm-hmm. sorts of crazy collabs and dropping stuff on their app and all this stuff. But yeah. they made this van shoe, which is not a van shoe, but they, you know, clearly bit off the vans old school. Um, but they made it all wavy, right? And sent it to the influencers. I saw, I saw a handful of YouTubers had them and and were posting pictures of them, which, you know, um, whatever. It's part of the game now. So like, you kind of got to do that kind of stuff to get exposure on it, especially when something is, is going to be as controversial as, as, as they know these things are. But But you notice that they attach someone else to it. So just like the 97 with Lil Nas X, this one's Tiger, which I didn't know he was still doing things. But it seems every time they attach someone famous to it, everything, because it's too much exposure, that's when the brands are like, oh, calm down, bro. 
Yeah, I mean, but but like, does anybody pay attention to this shoe if you don't have a big name attached to it? You know, part Absolutely. of why they're why they're doing it is the exposure that they get. The people are going to talk about Tyga enough, but also like you know, the YouTubers that have millions of followers are going to get a pair. So people in the sneaker world that are just hanging out on YouTube on a daily basis are going to see it. And to me, you know, they're just, they they do this knowing that they're going to get sued by Vance, right? Like they can't possibly think that this is not going to come with a lawsuit. They know the game. That's their, that's their MO now. That's like, all right, cool. So let's sell as many as we can. We'll get sued and we'll just shut them down. That's, yeah, that's literally their whole thing. They're like, we're too small for you to care enough. But then that's the weird part, right? So like the shoe isn't, the shoe was announced last month. I saw mm-hmm. it on a bunch of channels, a bunch of social channels over the last week or so. Um, you know, it's not uh, it's not available until you know April eighteenth, supposedly. No, but I thought it was already out. Yeah, it's not even out yet. That's the that's yeah. the crazy part, right? Like so. Hmm. It's it's called the wavy baby because they made it all wavy and like literally the outsole too looks like it's a wave. Yo, that is uh, uh, there's caution at the bottom. I was looking at pictures. Literally, it's like you gotta be careful walking downstairs because you'll get caught and clip yourself. Yeah, I mean it's definitely a dangerous shoe, but like I'm not mad that you know I'm not mad that they're that they're you know doing something crazy. I just feel like. You already been through this with with other brands. Mm-hmm. Why bother going through it again if if you're going to get the lawsuit and potentially the cease and desist and like potentially not even sell the shoes? Like maybe they don't even sell the shoes. Maybe the goal is not even to sell the shoes. The goal is no, to just make traffic. a dozen samples and you know get enough exposure so they can do whatever they want the next time around. Yeah, like sell this T-shirt now that we're coming out with or whatever. Like. I mean, it is stressful for, I mean, not for me, but I guess for them, I feel like, but it, it works because that they've continuously been able to put their name in a news cycle just for those kind of just weird things. And I guess they make clothing and other items like that. I, I'm just, I think I'm more surprised at a lawsuit because isn't Vans is part of the same company that owns Supreme, right? Yeah. Or did I just make yeah. it up? Would just would Supreme the way they do things? I mean, I guess they they got more mainstream now. I'm surprised that they would even bother just knowing the kind of how, you know, guerrilla style. I guess Supreme used to be, and how I, I, you would think they just kind of just let this one be because I don't mistake those. I, I know they look like Vans, but I don't look at those. You're like, oh, that's a pair of Vans. But then again, I'm uh, probably that what one percent sneakerhead who would just look at too much crap that we know the difference. So. You know, yeah, I mean, I think the average person sees it and just thinks that Vans did something wild, right? Yeah. Um, but, you know, like the interesting thing about it, so like Vans sent a cease and desist, uh, essentially like, you know, trying to stop them from from selling the shoes. Yeah. And according to Mischief, they quote, they also indicated they were willing to meet about future collaborations, LMAO. Yeah. And then he says, turns out that they were shaking our hand at the same time they were stabbing us in the back. And I get where he's coming from, but you're ripping off their intellectual property by making that shit. And so, like, essentially, you stabbed them in the back first. (laughs) You know, you're you're not making something that's truly unique to your to your brand. Now, if you just made a shoe without the vans, without the jazz stripe, without, you know, the obvious let's call it inspiration from Mm -hmm. the vans old school, then that's one thing. (laughs) But at the same time, if I'm mischief or any smaller company and mischief is probably much bigger than we think, considering the amount of Mm -hmm. things they've done and the amount of money that they spend on, on their launches and all that stuff. Yeah. But like, if I'm a, if I'm a brand that's smaller than vans, and by making a shoe and getting a cease and desist, it opens up conversation to do real collaborations. I'm not shitting on that. You know, like I'm taking that yeah. and running with it. That seems like a great opportunity to me because now you have a relate potentially have a relationship and you have uh-huh. Vans acknowledging that, hey, maybe you guys are doing some cool shit. Let's just do it legitimately and work together. So 
I I feel kind of I feel kind of weird about it after seeing that, right? Like I get that it's all the game, but then if if you're not going to be grateful for the opportunity and and your whole point is to just stir the pot, then it's like whatever, like this is just not that's normal for you, right? If this is just normal mm-hmm. for you, then why would we even care? You know, like it's yep. it's not that cool to me if you can't if you can't wear the shoes then, you know, what's the point anyway? If you're going to fall down the stairs, like you said, you know, like, yo, you will die from those things. Like they have a whole nother problem on their hands, but I, it is weird to me that, you know, I I felt the same way. It's like, if they were going to willingly make it sit down and say, Hey, let's work together. Why kind of lack of a better word, but bite the hand that feeds you because once you get that kind of major collaboration, people know who you are. You get that major backing and you can produce more shoes. That's a, take your brand to a whole new level. I understand you want to be kind of the fight the machine kind of person and like do these things our own way. It's cool. But if you want to be impactful with your brand and grow bigger, there's nothing wrong with working with those kinds of brands. Because i tell you this, when you did your thing with the Air Max 97, Nike didn't call you to say, let's make it like, let's do something together. They're like, yo, we will destroy you and you will never make a shoe again. Vans has actually put a hand up and say, hey, like you said, we're doing some cool stuff. Let's let's do something the right way. Yep. That's just, I, on a, I hate to say it, I don't know these people, but that's, that's, that's acting like a child at this point, man. It's like, come on, you want to run a business, understand shock value, what's to get you there. You already had a shock value. You could have quietly just put this away and be like, guess what? Next week, we've got to collab with Vans. No one would think the less of the brand. In fact, they're like, dang, look at that. They got the attention of this big brand to do something worthwhile. But you're kids, man. And, and I say that in a sense mentality-wise. It's like, if you're a brand and you're about making money and you want to be successful, take the things that are handed to you that clearly you work for it. Now, utilize the resource. And I don't know. I can't get behind that. Just now you're going to call them out on social media because you think it's cool. I hope they slap them. It's like, no, you know what? We're going to sue you now. Yeah. Yeah, man. I mean, I don't know. I, I I don't know if I don't know how to like really interpret it. I still just kind of just like kind of dumbfounded by it. And, you know, for those that, that might not remember, like the Air Max 97, the original Holy Water shoe kind of went under the radar. Nothing mm-hmm. really happened. Then the Satan shoe came out with little Nas X. There were supposed to be 666 pairs. Oh, hell, actually broke out for that. (laughs) Yeah, like, you know, shit hit the fan because they were all over the internet. And Nike filed a cease and desist, trademark infringement, dilution complaint, all these things Mm -hmm. to basically um, say that both the Satan shoe and the Holy Water shoe were an infringement on their IP. Mm -hmm. And, you know probably a pretty safe bet that mischief didn't make any money out of any of those out of either of those projects in the long run. Right. Because, uh, I, I think the, uh, I think the, if I remember right, like wasn't the price of the, the price of the shoes was like a thousand bucks or something. Right. Holy crap. I didn't know that. I thought it was something wild like that, but I mean, it makes sense, but dude, they're getting free pub. I mean, even from us right now talking about yeah. it, whoever listens to the podcast, they did like, even though we're complaining and saying they're stupid, it's literally they got exactly what they wanted from us. So whoever hears yeah. this episode right now is like, oh, who's mischief? Oh, I like this blah, blah, blah item. And we literally just did their job for them and we're proving their point, whatever it may be, which is. Yeah. And, and, I, and I'm definitely not knocking the idea of just getting some crazy press because you did something yeah. crazy. Right. And like at the end of the mm-hmm. day, I don't know. I, I'm no matter what the price of these vans, I can probably never see myself buying a pair might be Absolutely. cool to have just to be like, yo, this was a crazy moment in time down the road. But like the odds of me actually going after them and getting them is slim to none. That's not like a disrespect to what they did, because I, I do think it is cool. I think like I think all these stories that they've come up with and, and like ran with, even though now we know like all of this is basically just to get attention and like probably yeah. not really the intention to sell these shoes. But I do think it's cool. But. I don't know. Could you ever see yourself buying a pair of these types of mischief collabs? Or I mean, they're not collabs because they're making their own shoes. Bro, but bro, Nick, I got kids. Do you think I'm trying to chase my kids in those things? <laughs> Y'all are gonna catch me. We're doing sneakers to podcast. I, I'm in traction because I can't move because I've destroyed my neck. Like I, I don't understand. I think 
Uh, I haven't watched it yet, but I want to say Seth uh, Fowler did a review on these, if I'm not mistaken. I haven't seen it yet. I hope I'm not wrong. But I think also Hess Kicks did one I thought I saw. I want to look at these reviews and just see honest opinions because just in my mind, how does your foot even go into it without just, just getting just mangled? Like it, it makes no sense to me. Yeah. See, see, this is where, this is where the skate shop, uh, the skate shop mentality could come in really, really interesting. I think, I think if you're going to get sent a pair of these crazy shoes, cause you're going to get a lot of attention from it and that's the mm-hmm. point, right? But if you get sent a pair of these shoes, I mean, they're vans, so you should be able to skate in them. Right. So Yo, maybe don't uh, skate in this. nobody heard that from us. Maybe, don't you got to get somebody killed. I hear <laughs> yeah. Don't, <laughs> disclaimer. Uh, our lawyers said, don't say this, Nick, but uh, <laughs> try it at your own risk. Do not try this at home. Train professionals, home. <laughs> yada, yada, yada. But if you could kick flip in, in a pair of these, I hope you put it on YouTube or TikTok or someplace. Well, give that man a woman a check. If you can kick flipping that and not break your neck, give that person a check and a sponsorship. Uh, you win everything. Yep. Seriously. Seriously. Oh man. All right. Well, let, let's let's get into the next the next thing. I want to talk about New Balance, and honestly, like they've just been on a crazy come up lately. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, like they they just recently opened this thing in outside of their headquarters in Boston. Uh, called the track it's basically you know uh i don't know like a a sports facility you know there's basketball courts and like batting batting cages and track and you know like i saw some soccer stuff um i mean just all uh, all sports right everything from from what i've seen and i haven't seen like a a ton of pictures from the inside other than just kind of the, the big like uh, you, you know, like the press photos that they would send out, of course, but yeah. you know, like you're basically building a facility that can kind of be used to test your products, bring athletes in. And you know, it's wild because like this, as much as I think this is freaking awesome. Like, I think this is, you know, this is what, this is what makes Nike a cool place to work in my opinion. Like it's less about the product and all it's, it's more about all the, the facility, other bells man. and whistles, the facilities, yeah. the craziness, the <laughs> access to things that, you know, you just, you're just not going to have access to this kind of stuff in most businesses, right? Like if you yep. have access to a sports research lab, like, you know, leave a comment or, or leave us a review and let it, let me know, because I don't I think, think too many pass. people outside of footwear get these type of like crazy opportunities, yeah. but it's also kind of the opposite of the direction the brand has really been going, right? Like, yeah, they have been signing some, some, some basketball players and, and they've been doing some stuff with sports, but you know, they, they had Jack Harlow open the facilities and perform and, you know, he's got a new deal and doing the five fifties mm-hmm. and you got a, uh, uh, Joe fresh goods, fresh goods. dropping their collab, you know, this week or next week or whenever it is. So like, I don't know. What do you think, man? Like they're kind of like playing both sides of the field right now in in a way that you just don't expect New Balance to do. Yeah, but it's smart though, man. Like they're taking all our resources and putting them in the right place. The things that you know you would expect, we always complain. Hey, do this, do this. They're actually doing these things from, like I say, just signing of entertainers like Jack Harlow. I don't know who else they signed or if they're signing anybody else at this point. Uh, you got Joe Freshgood still doing his thing. Uh, with the uh, 2002 R and the, and the five, um, oh geez, uh, the 550 coming out, um, which he already did a shock drop on his website. So there are pairs out there already now, and I I like what they're doing, man. I mean, next thing you know, we have the 990 V6 supposed to be dropping here sometime this year. So they they're just hitting on all cylinders, and it really, I like the fact that they're staying on they're staying with a nice pace. It's not the same. Thing. We're not getting drowned out by a certain thing. I mean, there's a lot of 550s out there, but there are a lot of alternations or a lot of packs that encompass a lot of their shoes. So there's a lot of things happening, and although it's hard to get them, but there's there's something for everybody almost, I feel like. So I, I, I love the kind of well-roundedness of what New Balance is doing. Heck, there's a Goosebumps Kawhi coming out, which that's going to be nostalgia for people like me and you who probably read those yeah. books as kids. So again, there's something for everybody out there. And I, I can't say they're going to, oh, they're going to jump over the jump, man. It's, they're not going to do that, but they're going to take some of the pie away from them because there is, again, there's something for everybody. Yeah, totally, man. I agree. I'm, 
I'm into those goosebumps kawaii's. I I, I, I almost bought the the uh, I forget the nickname, but like you know the dollar sign kawaii's that they did. Oh, last was it month. the new money or something like yeah, that? Yeah, new money. Yeah, that's what it was. I think. But it's 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 pretty interesting. I mean, you know, on top of this, you know, facility they're calling the track, um, you know, New Balance also basically reinvested into their factory that is outside of Boston, where where the nine 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 ninety V five is manufactured, right? Because okay. that's the thing. Like for me, like if you've listened to the podcast or anything I've created or written over the years, you know, that like I absolutely love competition when it comes to footwear. That's why I buy all these brands. Like I'm not, you know, I'm one of those hoes that ain't loyal because I buy every brand. I'm right that's there out with there, you, right? sir. No one's giving us checks. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and it's just, it's just what I like, right. I like seeing the different mm-hmm. stuff, you know, and, and I think that all collectively makes us all better. It, it, you know, we push our limits when we're looking outside of our own sphere of influence. Yes. If, if you're sitting in a Nike, you know, if, if you're sitting at Nike campus all the time, then you don't even get a chance to look at what goes on at Adidas or Reebok or New Balance or Asics or any of these companies. And everybody does things a little bit differently. Granted, within the footwear industry, and one of the things that I really love about it is that people, people kind of go from place to place to kind of have new experiences yeah get a little bit more opportunity, like the career paths of a lot of the people that work in footwear bounce around from, from place to place because, you know, like there's only a handful of the, the Tinker Hatfields that are going to be lifetime, you know, employees at, at one of the brands and not to knock that because, you know, like obviously he's had an amazing career and had some incredible opportunities and now he's taking things kind of next level with some of the stuff he's working on. But you got Steve Smith's out there who's done a little bit of everything everywhere, which I yeah. love that from New Balance to Reebok to Nike to now with Yeezy. Like the man has seen everything and can give you like, I think, a more of a um, unrestricted opinion because he's like, well, I've seen every side of the house and I can see I can, you know, this is this, this is that. I, I love having those experiences and being able to do that. That's why I think, again, like the way we are, we'll buy everything. I don't just have Nikes or just have Reeboks or Adidas. I like what I like and I'm going to buy it because of that. It's not because I don't have a, I, I, Oh, I only swoosh. I can only wear Nike because they're doing absolutely nothing for me, but you know, I have to have the experience to know what I like and what I don't like. And I, I yeah, I, I agree with you hundred percent. Yeah, man. And I, I think Steven Smith's a great example of that. You know, like he's been so impactful and so influential on the footwear industry as a whole for the last 30 years, you know, like, mm-hmm. I mean, the wall behind me has multiple shoes he designed. Pump Furies, yep. 997 New Balances. I've got, you know, I've got something from him at almost every brand he's touched. Um, yeah. And it's not to say that, like, I even knew most of the time. Like, I was just into those things. But I think the shoe. other thing about that is, like, when, you, when you're designing f- for a logo like the Swoosh, it's a challenge to go to Adidas and say, okay, how do I make the trefoil logo or how do I make the three stripes fit this design or how mm-hmm. do I go to new balance and, and incorporate the, the end, like all those things are new challenges, right? And, you yeah. know, most people can relate to jobs becoming monotonous. So even though these are like dream jobs that we're talking about for a lot of people that, you know, many of us will not be able to design sneakers for a living. <laughs> The idea of that and like kind of understanding like it is a job when you're doing it every day, regardless of how much you love the mm-hmm. brand and how much you've been able to do there. So switching it up, I think, is can be beneficial. And it's not for everybody. It's just like what you choose. Right. But I yep. think the competition and going back to this New Balance story, the fact that they're leveling up and they're creating this space for New Balance employees, for, you know, pro athletes, for their amateur athletes, you know, you could see this becoming like a hub in Boston for, you know, like the the future of New Balance, whatever it becomes. And yep. to me, that's that's really, really awesome to see them investing like that, because I really believe that that the future of everything is way more experiential than it is right now. I think that, mm-hmm. you know, like if if I can't. It sounds cheesy, but if I can't go into a coffee shop and watch formula one, watch a little YouTube, 
you know, like see somebody play the guitar. At that point. Like, look, that's what my choice is. I don't want to keep yeah. going to a Starbucks because it's boring as hell. You know, like I've already been there. We've all been there. Like it's, it's whatever, mm-hmm. like it serves its, serves its place when it needs to. But like, yep. you know, we, we have the opportunity. And I think part of that is just from pandemic and like us being forced to be away from other human beings. We're looking for yeah. more important experiences and I think mm-hmm. having having people, you know, like launching the facility with with Jack Harlow, such a cool idea, right? Like, you know, he's not like a crazy influencer when it comes to footwear or anything, even fashion, in my opinion, right? Like, you know, he's he's one of those artists that I would say is pretty low key when it comes to that comparatively. But yeah. that's also kind of on point for New Balance, right? Like Kawhi is super low key, but that makes sense because it's like. Hey, look, dad shoes are super low key just because they're on mm-hmm. trend and everybody wants them right now. Doesn't mean doesn't that they're not they like just like your steady, always there for you kind of sneakers. So uh, yeah. I, I just think it's really, really fascinating. And I th- I'm I'm excited to see how it goes because, you know, they're they're basically they're planning to to expand the workforce at the factory. Right. Like, I think they have mm-hmm. I think I think the if I read right, the facility is like around 100 employees obviously accessible to people you know corporate hq and all that stuff but like the the work the the factory is gonna like i want to say it's either at a thousand or it's gonna double to around a thousand employees which you know like we've been we've been we've all been watching like you know halloween drops hit in you know march so if we it's can, like, why is it St. Patrick's Day and I'm getting my Halloween shoes? What's going on? Right. So like, if if that's the case, then like moving this stuff to to you know factories here is is a huge win for them, and I think it makes them even more competitive. So I'm pretty stoked to to see where they go with it, and you know, I mean, the space itself. We'll throw up some pictures if you know the space itself seems amazing, and we'll link to this. This story is from uh, Peter Very over it at footwear news. Um, he's always, he's always on top of these kind of things and, and mm-hmm. these kind of stories. But I think like the space kind of like working as like basketball, soccer, volleyball track, you know, whatever you can right, is like, just imagine like having, you know, your high school gym on steroids and having access to all the stuff that you couldn't have access to, you know, like it's going to make people, want to be partners with new balance, but it's also going to make people want to work at new balance, man. Yeah. Well, it's like Boston college. They're the first collegiate school to, to have that new balance, uh, uh, partnership that started this past year or starts next year. I think it was this past year it started. Uh, and they're probably going to get to take advantage of those, those different facilities because they're part of that. They're, they're the only school part of it. They're in Boston. And so it makes sense, but yeah, there's, and there's one other thing that you think about new balance is that, they make their money off their expensive shoes. Like it's not like the oh, it's just the sneakerheads who want these. It's actually flipped. New Balance is the like the paradox of sneakers. I was sitting there thinking when you're talking because the 990 series, the traditional, you know, made in USA, made in UK, they have their set customer for that. People who've been living and dying by New Balance. But the sneakerhead, although we do like to dabble in those made in US because or you know made in series because they're just beautifully made. But the two sneakers that have just blown up for the sneakerhead community are the two cheapest sneakers they make which is the 550 and the 2002r which blows my mind that if if sneakerheads were to sit and think we're the monarch community to new balance because of the what shoes we pick and they're going to make their money off their expensive product and their running shoes from the loyal customers been there since they started so i think new balance has taken the game and kind of flipped it on his head because they worked it backwards. They're like, cool, we're going to, you know, our core uh, customer, we're going to deal with them. And then we're going to give you guys your things like your Jones, your Joe Fresh Goods, all those things here. But we're going to take that excitement you guys have and build up our company as opposed to trying to make things more limited and so on and so forth. They're really getting things out to the, to the people feels like. Yeah, 100% agree. I think too, like the other thing that like Peter pointed out in the article, um, a lot of what they're pushing with this is also their like new green leaf standard was what they're calling it. Right. Okay. Which is like, you know, environmentally, you know, preferred here. I'll just read it to you. Cause that's yeah. new balance. green leaf standard highlights environmentally preferred material adoption across our footwear and apparel products 
For apparel that meet New Balance's Greenleaf standard, at least 50% or more of the materials in a garment are sourced as environmentally preferred. For footwear that that meet New Balance, for footwear that meet New Balance's Greenleaf standard, at least 50% or more of the upper materials are sourced as environmentally preferred and includes at least one environmentally preferred sole ingredient. A material can be environmentally preferred based on its physical characteristics, for example, recycled polyester or more sustainable yeah. sourcing practices. Um, you know, like obviously blah, 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 blah. They've got a, a, all sorts yeah. of stuff on the website, which we'll link to if you want to check it out. But like, there's a lot of shoes that are, you know, they're, they're steadily dropping shoes in there and, and shifting their like focus even for the classics. Right. I think like the 574 yeah. was one of the ones that I saw in there the last time I was kind of digging around and, no. you know, just the fact that, that they're, you know, growing and, and committing to these kind of standards, I think is, you know, it's applaudable. You know, you want, we want to see these brands do this. Like I really want to start to get into more conversations around sustainability. You know, like there's so many cool companies that are doing stuff out there that they just don't get the exposure the way, you know, like the way something like a mischief, you know, release does because it doesn't catch up, catch eyes. It doesn't like stir the pot. And it's like, you know, it's, it's cool to be like, you know, environmentally conscious but at the same time it's not like trendy it's not like over the top hype to do that and yeah. well i'd love to see that to be honest like i'm totally good yeah and it's crazy so this kind of go kind of a side tangent because we're on the topic of like sustainability but uh rob pervy who we had on the show a couple years back he's actually working with a company now that's is it blue blue view footwear who's fully biodegradable shoe now like it's crazy that it can be done and it just depends on how much do you want to invest to make it happen because that's the, I mean, I know all birds did their thing, but they're still, you know, everything has, you still have to have put that carbon footprint in. But the fact that you actually have companies able to go and say, we're going to make, it's not going to look like Air Jordan. It's not going to look like a superstar or the popular shoe. But I think if you put money and time in these companies, they can make it something you like, but they have to start somewhere. That's what, People don't realize they're like, oh, I want it to be this. Well, like, you gotta invest in these people so they can make it this. If you wanted to have that that result, and it's just cool to see those smaller companies coming out doing things like that. That just gives you hope that hey, you know what? Maybe we'll get to a point. Like Adidas was really good with the made to be remade. Like you, you wear it, chunk it, yep. uh, bring it back to them. They make another pair out of it, and it's just a, a, a cycle. And I think On's doing that now. I think Robbie had talked about that. Sometimes there's a program where you use it, send it back, and they break it down and it's a constant cycle, like a membership plan, which just talking about the sustainability. Yeah. We, we want to see those things, but you have to give the investment. You have to back these brands want to do it because they, they can't just pull out their butts. You yeah, know? totally, man. I think, uh, you know, like I definitely want to continue having the conversation around that stuff, but I, I definitely have a couple of people like lined up for future episodes too, just to interview and talk about, that aspect of footwear because you know to your point like it's just a, it's just making the decision and sticking with it for a lot of these brands yeah it's going to cost more mm -hmm. but in the long run like is it really costing more you know like yeah. you know it, it's exactly it's it's a much uh it's a it's not just a like black and white conversation in my opinion right it's like you know a lot of gray it's, it's a it's a decision <laughs> that you need to get behind but you know I don't know. It's, it's, it's tough to explain it, but I think that, you know, there's a short term loss maybe in profitability to make those changes, but there's huge long-term upsides for just standing up for that. Yeah, and you got to be able to deal with the, the, the initial, like the shock that, okay, this is going to cost us money first. It's okay. We've made a ton of money. So we have the, clearly we have the profits to spend. You may not get your $2 million, $3 million bonus this year, but guess what? We're going to flip the sucker around in a couple of years and you're going to be in the same position you were before. Yep. Yep. Exactly, man. <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah. I mean, I don't know. Is there any, any other things you need to talk about today? Man, I don't, I can't think of anything else. Oh, you know what? The one thing is now just a, a quick blurb because my, my fellow sneaker history compatriots made fun of me for the shoe I want. Uh, sneaker hat Phil has taken the air raid and combined it with a, to make it a low top tennis sneaker, like for a court. 
And I get excited when I see stuff like that. When like when Fed had the Zoom Vapor Jordan 3s, uh, they had the Kyrie Irving, uh, Nick Kyrgios, uh, Kyrie's tennis sneaker. So I see a classic sneaker. I think it's like the Zoom Court Dragon or something like that. I'm into it, man. Y'all always talk about everybody, everybody talking about they want something different and new. This blew my mind. I don't care if I'm the only person to buy them. I'm super excited about it because when you ever get a low top air raid, I can't. I, first of all, Nick, how often are you wearing an air raid in its normal form out in the streets? You're, you're stumping out people at that point. I, I mean, everyone knows I'm, I'm too lazy to to take the time to put anything on. So if it doesn't slide right on my foot, you know, it's tough for me to to, to go at, go out of my way to put something on like that. So <laughs> if it's not a beat Nick, he's not putting on. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But I think it's super dope. You know, like I didn't, I didn't really see the details on it yet. I mean, I saw the picture that you sent uh, to the group a couple days ago or whatever, but yeah. you know, anything that looks like an air raid is, is good in my book. And all right, there you we know, go. like throw on some like durable outsole for, for the tennis courts. XDR, baby. Yeah, XDR. <laughs> yep, yep. I mean, to me, it's like, hey, yeah, I'm in. I'm in. I, there's actually been a lot of tennis shoes that I've been wanting to pick up. Um, I may or may not have picked up a couple in the last like six months, but there's a there's some <laughs> like some possibility. Tennis tennis shoes are always like super low key, so it's yeah. it's. I don't know. Maybe we should just edit this part out so we don't have to worry about. Yeah, right, see. Right here. <laughs> Love that, but you got the, the goat right there, old Rafa. It's a little PE style. Yeah, that one's awesome. Shout out to my wife for bonnies for yeah. me. <laughs> yeah, I, I think that's super cool. And you know, like, look, man, to to if if Tinker's really like designing these shoes and and like this is what he is excited about doing, then like we all benefit from it, right? So that's what I'm saying. I can't complain. <laughs> I you know I hope that people don't go crazy over it so I can get a pair, but. God, I hope not. They better sit around because I swear, like <laughs> all the comments have been so negative. I'm like, good. Let me get a pair. Let me get two for for eighty nine ninety nine to pop. Like, I don't want to spend the whole whole two hundred. They're gonna cost. Yeah, man. Uh, I, I I forget what's the. Uh, let me see if I can find this really quick. There's one shoe that uh, Jalik did over at Wear Testers. He did a basketball test with them though. I can never, it's a dope shoe. It's one of the newer tennis uh, sneakers. And it reminds me of the, uh, like the Jordan 35, how it has the space in the middle, like between the torsion plate and the sole, like they kind of have that hole in the middle. I cannot remember the name of the shoe, but it's really cool. It's just because it's associated with tennis, people don't, it's not as the forefront of like everyone's mind. Let's, again, let's say the Jordan collaboration. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of like the, the shoe I was thinking of is, uh, Oh man, what is it called? The Zoom GP Turbo. I'm trying to get a money. I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's basically almost like the. If I, I could be overstating this, but I think it's like built like the GT Cut, basically. Yeah, yeah. When it comes to the, like the, the gut to the shoe. Why can't I find my Nike yet? Well, probably because it's like, don't spend any money, Mike. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that that's that's actually yeah, the one I'm talking about. Like the Zoom GP Turbo has yep. that like little arch in the midfoot. Um, yep. They've done some really dope colorways. They did like a kind of like an Agassi tribute colorway. There's been like some a yes. uh, couple of Naomi Osaka colorway Osaka colorways. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, there's just there's just some some good stuff in that kind of. I don't know. It's like just that low key world of tennis of performance tennis shoes, and every once in a while, like you know, I just kind of get hooked into it, man. Kind of get hooked into it. And nothing wrong with that, man. Like I say, a little, little something different. And like, there's a bunch of like, they're very wearable, wearable shoes. Wait, wait, which one did you pull up? You said the it's what, a what is it? Nike Zoom GP Turbo. Oh, see, this is one I was actually talking about wrong. I was looking at the Zoom NXT. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a little bit different. Yeah, that was. But still, super dope. It's got the whole like like TPU kind of chassis that you're talking about. Yeah. yeah. It's on, it reminded me of one of the Jordan performance series, which if people don't realize that basketball and tennis have this, I play both. So they have the same movements a lot of times. So you can actually take a tennis shoe and go play on a basketball court. You're going to have the same lockdown 
and you probably spent a fraction of the dollars and you're going to have a dope different shoe. No one else has. Yep. Totally. Yeah, man. I'm going to go down a rabbit hole. All right. Don't do it. Could I always do it all the time? I'm like, just exit the computer. Yeah, we we better wrap this episode up before it gets too expensive. <laughs> if y'all want to support our, our, our habits, you can uh, find us at patreon.com slash sneaker history, or you can just join the discord. It'll be the first link in the description, wherever you're watching or listening to this. Uh, great group of people in there. And uh, man, the last, uh, the last uh, community Twitch stream that we did, Fano broke out some pigeon dunks, man. It was nuts. Like, oh, I missed that one. What? Wait, he has pigeon yeah, dunks. Yeah, it's crazy. So, definitely gotta gotta subscribe to us or at least follow us on Twitch. If you if you want, you can subscribe. We appreciate that too. But definitely follow us so you know when we go live because it's been some there's been some cool stuff being <laughs> being talked about and pulled out on these rocking and copping episodes we've been doing. So. Um, yeah. but oh, and subscribe to YouTube too, guys. Because we're getting close to that thousand mark, y'all. Like, we just gotta cross that finish line, we're right there. Yep, so again, the helps the podcast keep going. Yep, yep, definitely. We're getting close. I'm gonna start uploading some more videos. I got some, got some new stuff ready to talk about. Uh, nice, so soon, soon. But we'll let everybody know how they can find you, Mike. Everywhere. Uh, Find me here, Sneaker History, of course. Find me on Instagram and Twitter at MadWatcher789. Find me on YouTube at Mike Guillory. And soon you'll find me on another YouTube channel with my son, which we're working on now. So, dude, I need to to have another 24 hours to my day. I I don't have enough time. You and me both, man. You and me both. Uh, You can find me at Nick Engvall on all the platforms. More importantly, hop into the Discord, Mm -hmm. chop it up with us, meet some new friends. Realize that uh, the sneaker game is is not as bad as people like to say it is. There's a lot of good people out there. Thanks for rocking with us. Thanks for watching, listening, supporting us. If you haven't left us a review on Apple, leave us a review. We're sneaking up on 200, which is insane to me. Um, But we appreciate all of you for, for supporting us through all of this. And we'll catch you on the next one. Peace. See ya. Hey everyone, this is Nick again. Before you take off, do us a solid and head over to Apple Podcasts and leave us a review. Give us a rating on Spotify or Amazon Music. And make sure you're subscribed to our YouTube channel because we have even more content coming for you in 2022. Speaking of new content, we have an amazing community of sneaker enthusiasts that hang out in the Sneaker History Discord on a daily basis. While sneakers is a connection point that brought us all together, we've all discovered countless shared passions we have in common with other people within the community. We recently launched the first of a handful of new podcasts that will be coming directly from our sneaker history community. We'll get into the details for those in a future episode, but I'm excited to share that the Exhaust Notes podcast is now live. Now, this is a show about the world of cars, racing, and other automotive-related topics. If you're a fan of Formula One, Formula Drift, cars and coffee, or you're just a weirdo like me that enjoys the smell of gasoline, I think you'll enjoy this one. If you do, add Exhaust Notes to your subscribe list so you'll be updated when we drop future episodes. As always, thank you for supporting Sneaker History, and don't forget to tell someone you like their kicks today. Peace. Hey, hey, Nick here again. Before you take off, I want to thank you for listening to the Sneaker History Podcast. Be sure to hop into our Discord to answer this episode's The Last Shot question, and get to know our community of sneaker enthusiasts. If you'd like more insights on the trending topics in the sneaker world, I've also recently started a newsletter to share my knowledge from nearly two decades of experience working in the footwear industry. You can find the link to that below or go to sneakerhistory.com slash newsletter. And last but not least, tell someone you like their kicks today. You never know how far a simple compliment can take you, and we all know how good it feels to be on the receiving end of some appreciation. Thank you for all the support, and we will catch you on the next episode. Peace.